Welcome to Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. Welcome to another edition of Faith on Fire. I am Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. from the Community Church of God. And I am Pastor Vince Haney from Raymond Word of Faith, the Word Church. And again, welcome to another exciting broadcast of Faith on Fire. Uh, again, it's our desire to ignite the faith of the body of Christ on fire. President's Jesus. Day. Hopefully everybody's having a great day out there. President's Day. But for us, we're in the kingdom. We're citizens of the kingdom. So I guess it's Jesus' day because he's, he's the president. He's the king of kings, Lord of lords. Uh, but we still pray for all men. The Bible says that we're to pray for those who are in authority. So we, we honor people, and that's who we are, of kingdom people. And back to that's another. We're, we're back on the subject of giving. We had such a great time uh, speaking about that particular key of giving. And again, all of these keys that we're speaking on, we can go on and on and on. So we encourage you to get into a good Bible-based church or just study it out for yourself. Get in a good Bible-based church and study it out for yourself, all the keys. So we're going to continue on the subject of this particular key, the key of giving, because uh, it, it's so huge. And we just want to encourage people. You know, a lot of people are having financial uh, mishaps. And, uh, you know, since we're in the kingdom, God gave us a way to live Good in the times of famine. Remember he told, I think that was Joseph, go into this land. And Joseph went into that land. It was a famine in the land. But he still prospered. So God, you know, we're in, the, we always talk about the U.S. economy. Yes, you know, that's what's happening. But the truth is, that's a reality. But the truth is we're in the kingdom. And the kingdom has its own economy. God has his own way to prosper his people. And he's given that key to us or that wisdom to us through his word and last week we talked about luke 6 38 he gave us gave us malachi too he gave us second corinthians but luke 6 38 says give and it shall be given to you good measure pressed down shaken together running over with men given to your bosoms but what measure you give it should be measured back to you and as i was just saying this i was still thinking about the farmer he can give to the ground and it will be given back to him. Good measure, first down. Actually, the farmer will be pressing that down. And you ever put something in the bag and you want to get more in it? You got to press it down, shake it, press it. God say, that's how I want to give to you. And a lot of people have to get this. I was reading this this morning uh, in 1 Corinthians 2. It says, I have not seen, ear have not heard, or has entered into the heart of man the things God has prepared for those who love him. And I'm reminded, Jesus said, if you love me, you'll keep my command. And again, the keys of the kingdom are the commands of God. But they're not grievous commands. They're commands with a promise. God says, you do this my way because I got the wisdom, and then this will happen for you. 
You sow sparingly, you'll reap sparingly. You sow bountifully or you give bountifully into the things that I care about, and I'll make sure all things are added to you and supplied to you. Back to Matthew 6, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, his way of doing things, and all these things will be. He said, I'm going to add them to you. So God's into multiplication. He's into adding things to us, not taking away. So we're going to talk again about this this key called giving. It's a real important subject. Well, you know, as you talked about multiplication, and God uses so many agricultural things because it was an agrarian society in which they lived, and so they would have noticed all these things. But we live in a county where people still plant and reap and harvest and all those kind of things. You know, rice is probably the big crop around here, almonds. Mm -hmm. I have a cherry tree in my backyard. You plant one cherry seed and you can grow a tree. That tree does not grow one cherry. That tree grows thousands of cherries and it does it every year. That has multiplied and that's what God does with our giving. He multiplies it. You don't get back one for one. It's he multiplies the effect of your giving. And, and I always say this. Just let me say this since you brought that fact up about the seed. I always tell people about I use the example of an orange. You can open an orange and you can count the seeds in the orange. But can you count the oranges in a seed? You right. can't you can't count There'll the oranges. <laughs> right, 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 right. So that's what he's saying with those cherries. That's what God's saying. He says, use that principle. Plant your seed, and you can plant financial seed. You can plant money. Money is a seed. Whatever you give is a seed. If you give love, if you give forgiveness, whatever you give is seed. So he said, whatever you sow, that shall you also reap. So if I sow financial seed. God cannot be mocked. Yeah, the man right. is going to reap you, what he sows. You're going to reap what you sow. And again, I say big givers are big livers. And I'm a big giver. I love to, I'm a cheerful giver, a happy, hilarious giver. But you know what? And I'm not just talking about this, and we're not just talking about this because it's in the Bible. We've we've done this, and we've seen that the Lord is good and he's faithful. I've, I've been saved for 14 years now. I, I've been a tither 14 years now. Every, and I've seen God multiply my seed. So I've seen in a time of famine where I still had provision. The scripture says, I never seen the righteous forsaken, nor their seed begging bread. Yeah, God makes all grace abound towards us. But, he, but you got to get in on his way of doing things. And I keep telling Christians and I keep seeing them. They come into the kingdom of God and the household of God. They get born again and they want to do things their way. And God says, no, 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 here's my way. And it's in the Constitution. I call the Bible the, our, the Christian Constitution. It's in here. All you have to do is, is, is receive it and enact on it, and you'll get the benefits on it. And back to that key of giving, you have to be a, a, a giver. And I'm going to let you go, and then we're going to come back, we're going to talk about what Jesus talked about in Matthew 25. He called it the parable of the talents. He gave them all something, and he well, told them know, to do something with it. We mentioned this last week. <laughs> I, I'm one of those people, I believe that God gives everybody, and when we're talking talent there, you can talk money, I think we're talking also gifts, and I believe that God gives every single believer at least one gift. What does he want you to do? He wants you to use that gift, and it will multiply the effect of that gift. We don't want to hide our gift. We don't want to put our light under a bushel. We want to use our gift. And in fact, as you're going to talk about that here in just a minute, the one guy, he buried his. He, and he wasn't taking any chances. He's going to bury his gift. He didn't just want to hide it under a bushel. He wanted to bury it. 
And so we can bury the gift that God has given to us and not use it in the way that he wants us to use it. And then it will not produce the harvest that it was designed to do. And once again, those gifts are, there's a lot of gifts. And the gift of helps, the gift of encouragement. You know, I think one of the most important gifts in the body of Christ are the people that have the gift of encouragement. Because you know what? We all have days where we're down. We all have seasons in our life where we're down. We all have things that happen to us that weren't exactly the way we wanted them to be. It's easy to sometimes maybe get a little discouraged. And to have that person come alongside you, just put their arms around you, just give you a hug, just let you know that they're there, to encourage you is such a great thing to have happen to you in your life. And those people that have that gift of encouragement need to use it because it can just change people's lives. But it's not just that gift. It's the gift of hospitality. I am always amazed how other cultures in the world are so much more hospitable than us. Um, Every time I've ever been down to Mexico, you see a gift of hospitality. You You see hospitality that, unfortunately, I don't think we always see here in America. One time we were down and we got out of this church service really late. The pastor has us come over to his house and there's about 30 of us. And his wife immediately, it must have been about 10 o'clock at night, immediately goes to cooking. And we're like, no, she doesn't have to. He says, no, she wants to do it. And she goes and starts cooking this meal and it was the most fabulous thing. Now, the average American has 30 people they don't know show up at their house at 10 o'clock at night. The first thing they're thinking is, how can I get these people out of my house? How can I get these people on down the road? And so the gift of hospitality is another great gift. God gives people their finances, and he gives some people much more finances than others, so that they will use it for the kingdom. They will use it for good. And you and I have opportunity to use the gift that he has given us in the way that he would want us to and see it multiplied. Just as we were talking about that cherry, you plant one cherry seed, you get a tree, and you get thousands upon thousands of cherries over the lifetime of that tree. That's the multiplication that God is talking about. God multiplies seeds on. Well, uh, as Richard was speaking, I just got on Google and I Googled biblical talent because i know today we think talent is a is a gift and we it, it is a gift too but in jesus time a talent it was, was a, 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 a yeah a degree of money a value of money and i was just reading right here it said that it was at least one thousand to thirty thousand dollars it would be that much in today today's uh currency so Again, Jesus was teaching. Now, if you have a problem with this, you got to take it up with Jesus because he was talking about Don't blame us. Yeah, don't blame us. Take it away. Because he was talking about money. And a lot of people in the body of Christ, they get so super spiritual that they ain't no earthly good. And they don't want to talk about money. But God talks about money. The Bible talks about money. Jesus talked about money a lot. Yeah, a lot. About where your treasure would be. So so this is kind of lengthy, but we're going to bear through it. This is probably 15 uh, uh, verses. And Jesus talked about, he started it off saying this in Matthew chapter 25, verse 14. He said, for the kingdom of heaven. Remember, Jesus came preaching about the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, which is from heaven. He said, the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. 
and he gave one, and to one he gave five talents. Now we know a talent is anywhere from a thousand to it says thirty thousand. Google it, Bible talent, and you'll get the value. And to one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one. To each according to his own ability. Uh oh, there's a lot of revelation in that. And immediately he went on a journey. The, verse 16. Then he who had received the five talents went and traded with them and made another five talents. Uh oh, he's he a stockbroker. He was a, yeah, okay, he doubles his money. Verse 17. And likewise, he who had received two gained two more. Oh, doubled his money. See, God's into multiplication. Verse 18, but he who had received one talent went and dug in the ground and hid his Lord's money. I'm in the new King James. It said hid his Lord's money. <laughs> okay, let's keep going. A lot of people got a problem with that. But verse 19, after a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. So he who had received the five talents came and brought five other talents saying, Lord, you delivered me five talents. Look, I have gained five more talents besides them. Verse 21, his Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. Uh oh, we all want to hear that, huh? You were, you were faithful over a few things. And I will make you ruler over many things, enter into the joy of the Lord. That's what God said to the one that doubled up, that sold and multiplied. Verse 22, he also who had received two came and said, Lord, you delivered to me two talents. Look, I have gained two more talents besides these. His Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things and I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Then he who had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew that you were a hard man, reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. He called money seed. Oh, seed. Okay. Verse 25. And I was afraid. See, a lot of people are afraid to give. So they're going to go stash it. That's called hoarding. Right. Yeah, See, yeah. when he's talking about he buried it, that can be under the mattress. Right. That can be in the bank. That right. can be wherever. Yeah, but look, look what he said. He buried. He said, I was afraid. And went and hid your talent in the ground. Look, there you have what is yours. And he gave him that one back. He's like, but look what the Lord says. Verse 26. But his Lord answered and said to him, you wicked and lazy servant. You knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. So you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers. Lee's got some interest off of it, deposit with the bankers, and at the end of my coming, I have received mine back with interest. Okay. Therefore, take the talent from him and give it to the ten, the ones who had the ten talents. He said, give me that, and I'm going to give it to these who went and did something with it because I love a cheerful giver. I love a risk taker. See, this guy was a caretaker. Well, actually, he was, yeah, he could have been an undertaker too, but the guys that went and doubled it, they were risk takers. Okay. So you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers, and at the end of my coming, I will receive back with my own interest. Therefore, take the talent from him and give it to him who has ten talents. Verse 29, here's the promise or the revelation. For to everyone who has, and I say has the knowledge of God, has understanding, more will be given, and he will have abundance. But from him who does not have obedience either, even what he has will be taken away. And 
cast the unprofitable servant into the outer darkness. There be weeping and gashing of teeth. So this tells us God wants to, us to do something with what he's given us. Because we're to, in the kingdom, we're about multiplying. Jesus started out with how many disciples? Twelve. Twelve. How many does he have today? Lots. Because God so loved the world, he, he gave. Had not God gave his son, because there's only one mediator to God, and that's the man Christ Jesus. He was the sacrifice. He was the sacri the gift that God gave. Had not God gave that, we, we'd be still sinners. So yeah. in every Hellbound. Aspect, every aspect <laughs> of the giving, and once again, you go back to this, God's going to give to people that are going to use it. See, he, he's going to give seed to people who are going to use the seed for a harvest. And so it doesn't matter what the gift is. Some people, like I say, I think God gives everybody one gift. Some people, he gives more. He, why would you give five gifts to somebody who aren't going to use it? Well, right? I like You're going to give more gifts to the people that are going to use them. You're going to give more seed to the people that are going to use it than you are to the people who are not. Well, you know what? Over in, in one of the Corinthians where it talks about spiritual gifts, one of those spiritual gifts that was mentioned was the gift of giving. Right. Yeah, that's a gift. Right. And also, here's another one talks about in First Peter. He says, you have an anointing on you. He was talking about the body of Christ. So guess what happens when the body of Christ don't use the anointing that he's given us, freely given us. He's given us anointing. When you don't use it, he says, give me that. I'm going to give it to Pastor Vince because he's not afraid to use the anointing. Right. That's, he's that's not ashamed the of the works. gospel. Yeah. And a lot of people suppress. The Bible calls it grieving the Holy Spirit. God. I'm convinced that there are Christians that are never going to have a lot of money because God knows they would either waste it or lose it or it would cause them problems. Yeah, or they don't have the revelation of what the purpose for money is. If you don't have understanding what the purpose of a thing for it, you'll misuse it. If you don't know what a toilet stool is for, you'll probably use it as a table. Yeah, you got to remember in all you're getting, get understanding. You got to know what the purpose of a thing is for. And we know, especially in the United States, a lot of people use things for what they're not purpose for. A lot of our herbs out here are have medicinal purposes, but a lot of people abuse them and misuse them for things other than their purpose. So you could do the same thing with money. You uh, the Money, the Bible says money, for the love of money is the root of all kind of evil. Money is only going to amplify who you really are. Well, see, if you have the if if the money that you have now is all being used for your own gratification, your own entertainment, your own joy, your own purposes, why would God give you more? True that. I mean, really, I mean, a lot of Christians don't even think that way. If all the money that I have now is being used for me, it's being used for my purposes, being used for what I think is important, is being used for my own entertainment, my own joy, my own satisfaction, why would God give me more? What? Because he wants to give it to people that are going to use it to produce a harvest. I, I call it to promote the things that he wants us to do. It goes back to Matthew 6. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added. God has an agenda. And it's in Matthew 6, too, that his kingdom will come, that his will will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Again, in Ecclesiastes, it says money answers all things. Money has a purpose. The gospel is free, but it costs money to get the gospel out. This radio broadcast we're doing right now, it, it costs us money to, to produce this show every day. It's not free. We don't get free radio time. You don't get free television time. And I bet you if you go to Walmart, you ain't going in there getting nothing for free. Right. Yeah, but see, we have a problem with giving into the things of God. But like you say, we'll give to the 
lottery. We'll give to this, that, and we'll give to the liquor store. We'll give this. We'll, and the Christians, they give everything but what God told them to give to. And again, I heard that obedience is better than sacrifice. And that's all we got to do is be obedient to the word. And God says, I already laid it out. I already didn't establish things. If you sow, you're going to reap. There it is. It's that simple. You don't have to go to a, a university to get this. It's really that simple. You give and it shall be given to you. Good measure. Press down. Shake it down. I love that scripture. Yeah, I love it too. It's Overflowing. It's, well, it's the truth. That's the truth. It's not just the scripture. That's the truth of God's word. And Jesus said, man should not live by bread alone, but by but, every word. But, well, then we have to decide, am I really going to believe that? Am I going to believe that he's going to give back, press down, overflow? Am I <laughs> well, going to really believe Well, you it? know what? Every time I, I, I think about that, I think about what Jesus start, said when he started his earthly ministry. He said he came preaching the gospel of the kingdom, saying, repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe the gospel. It, it's about believing. you got to believe that. And gospel is the good news. It's the good news that a poor person can now have an abundance if they do it God's way. He's, remember the widow's might. He said, "This woman done put she, in more." Yeah, she gave more than all those other guys well, put together. Well, because she, she gave out, a, she she sold. A, 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 she wasn't a, a grudgingly giver. She gave out of her. Well, she gave all she had. There it is. The two mites were all she. That's had. all she had. All these other she cats. She gave ten percent. She gave a hundred percent. She gave a hundred. She gave the whole thing. There you go, right there. So and see, a lot of people they forget that scripture. She gave the whole thing. Jesus said she gave more than all the rest of them. Right. Because she gave the whole thing. And and that's another example. That's revelation for us. Oh, and Jesus acknowledged her it giving. It wasn't the amount. It was the percentage. Right. He acknowledged her, but not the others. He said she gave the most. She's, she's the one. And we still talk about her today. These other ones, we don't even really mention them. <laughs> right, right. We don't even know who they were. <laughs> right, right. Man, they gave out of their abundance. Right. They gave a lot. And, and everybody got... said, man, look how much they're giving. And Jesus said, no, no, no. She gave more than all of them because she gave out of her poverty. She right, gave right. all she had. And she's the model. That's the model. She, Lord, and remember, why wouldn't we? Jesus gave all for us. Well, see, and this goes back to, I don't know if we said it today or was in last week. Everything you have is the gift of God. I hear people all the time talk about being a self-made man or woman. They talk about how hard they work. They talk about, man, I've got this nice house because I worked hard. I've got this nice car because I worked hard. I, my kids are dressed with, to the nines because I work hard. All this stuff I did, I provided, I, I, I. You know who else said that? Satan. I, I, I will be like the most. I, I, I. That's where that come right. from. And so we forget that everything we have is a, the breath you have to get up to go to work is a gift of God. The Ooh. brains that you have while you are at work is the gift of God. If you work a job where you have to have some physical strength or ability, that came to you from God. Hallelujah. Everything you have that you use at that job that you think provides for you came from God. We talked before about sowing and reaping in a farmer. A farmer plants the seed, but did he make the seed? No. Oh, God provided the seed. He Hallelujah. plants it in the dirt. Did <laughs> right. he make the dirt? No. No, God made the dirt. He don't so, even make it grow. God makes it so grow. then water comes down on it. Did, did he, he make, make the, the water? water? No. no. Sunshine comes See, down. Did he make the sun? No. no. All this. So when a harvest is produced, 
It was really God who provide who made the harvest. Praise it the was Lord. Not that's the we, farmer. It was God who produced the and harvest. And that's what it means by acknowledge Him in all your ways. But we forget that. We think the farmer produced the harvest. No. The farmer didn't produce the harvest. No. God produced the harvest. Well, you know what? Back in, in, in those days, they would always acknowledge God for their source as their source of increase. They would always, and he talked about healing the land and doing something for the land. God still wants to do that. And I, as you were speaking, I was reminded of Ephesians. It says, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works that we should therefore walk in. God created us to do big things, and he created us to be according to his image and his likeness. And we understand that God's a giver. So if we're accorded, we were created according to his image and his likeness, as he is, so are we. Jesus said that. Well, God's a giver, and you have to give in to the things of God because a lot of people will take, oh, I'm a giver. I, I give to the lottery. I give to this. I, I know a brother in Christ. He tells me he gives to all these things, and ain't none of it had to do with the kingdom. It was just stuff. That he wanted to give into. You have to ask God something. A lot of people don't know this. You gotta you can ask God to direct your giving. Yeah, you can God. Should I sow yeah, into well, this a lot ministry? Of people don't want to do that because he might tell them something other than it, what they want to well, hear. Well, well, he because he's got a harvest attached to it. God ain't gonna just tell you to give something so you can be without. But I, I mean, found some, that out. Sometimes people don't really want to ask God because they're they they've got their own agenda and they they don't really want to hear what God's agenda is because they don't really necessarily well, want to change uh, their mind. A quick story. I'm going to say this. I was at um, Brother Creflo Dollar's uh, church back in um, 2003, and uh, we were trying to buy this house. And this particular house cost six hundred thousand dollars. And I'm being transparent here. It was six thousand dollars. And I'm a faith guy. At the time we wrote the offer, I didn't have. I probably had two thousand in the bank. <laughs> but but I'm walking by faith and I'm believing. I'm praying the prayer of faith, and I'm just believing God could do this. It wasn't by my power, but my it was about His Spirit. So we go to Creflo Dollars Ministry, World Changes in Atlanta. He opened it up because I was a faith partner with the ministry. I was sowing into his ministry. Remember, I'm a sower, big givers or big livers. So I'm sowing into the ministry. So me and my wife goes there, and it's offering time. And we had already made up in our mind what we were going to give. But we knew we had wrote the offer on this house back in California for six hundred thousand dollars, and we we didn't have it. We just believing God was gonna make it happen. So as we offering time came up, we actually prayed and asked God, "What should we give?" I believe we heard God say, "Give this amount," and it was more than we had ever given in an offering. This was in the the thousands. So, and I told my wife, "The Lord's telling me to do this," and she said, "Yeah, I heard the same thing." So anyway, long story short, we sold that seed. And we got back to California, and just the, the supernatural started happening. And I'll tell you guys later about that tomorrow on our next edition of Faith on Fire. And just remember, we're out of time, but we're definitely not out of faith. And we just want to remind you, keep living by faith. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we ask that you consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. 
Please join us next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.